Hello, I'm Stephanie Taylor from the DART team and um, I'm here to bring you a DART podcast episode 8 um, with my colleague Ed Pinsent. Hello, good morning everyone, nice to see you. Uh, today we'll be talking about um, an exciting new course that we're offering which is about digitisation um, called Digitisation from Project Management to Access. Um, I'm going to be asking Ed some questions about this because the, the course is really um, devised and delivered and driven by Ed's interest in this subject. Um, so I'm going to start off by asking you Ed, um, can you tell me a little bit about the new course and what people could expect if they came on it? Um, I think in a nutshell, planning and preparation is going to be the main takeaway. <laughs> um, and that's because Having done one or two exercises in this area, um, the people who always ask me about digitisation seem, seem to think it's just a question of finding the right hardware, uh, buying the right scanner, in other words, and then they think yeah, as soon as all this content is digitised, everything will be great. And um, I like to say the opposite message, but really buying a scanner is just the easiest part of the exercise. And it's actually very difficult to get it right indeed. Um, I keep wanting to try and find this particular thing I saw some time ago. It was doing the rounds on Twitter. It's a bit of an internet meme, I suppose, as you might call it. But it's um, it was an image that showed you why you know every digitization project is going to fail. Uh, it's very pessimistic, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a comedy workflow. It had all the workflow arrows, uh, just look, looking like a typical uh, project planning diagram. But every path that you followed when you followed the arrows always led to despair. <laughs> and then he indicated it with, a, they had a classical statue of a, a, a man holding his uh, hand over his face in despair. And uh, <laughs> uh, it showed all of these things you never thought about, um, uh, adding additional complications. Uh, one of which was just copyright, for instance. You know, did, did you even have the, uh, the legal right to scan and digitize this content? This kind of thing, but uh, our course won't be like that. <laughs> it won't. Uh, it won't lead you to despair. I would hope. That sounds oh, yes. really good. I mean, I, I must yeah. admit that um, working in digital preservation um, from people outside the, our particular field of work, I have heard a few times people assume that once something is digitised, it will then be digitally preserved. And of course, I think what we can look to on this course is the next steps after digitisation as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do that as the final module. It's, uh, it's, it, it can't really tell you how to do digital preservation because it is quite a big topic, but at least indicates that it is something you should think about. And we, we mentioned at the planning stage as well, where you really ought to um, you know, incorporate your long-term requirements as part of the plan. Excellent. <laughs> yes. um, I, I believe yeah. as well that this, yeah. um, the, the new course that we're looking yeah. at was built uh, in part on a previous course that you delivered for the University of Salford. Could you uh, tell us a bit about that? Well, that's right, Steph. It took place, uh, let's see, in 2013, I think it was. Yes, goodness me, time goes by. Um, that, that was very interesting because they approached us and they said at the time, and this was three years ago, they couldn't find a training course in digitisation in the UK anywhere. Well, I was quite surprised to hear that because I thought it was very common. And I thought lots of places did offer one. So maybe they were looking in the wrong place, but uh, at any rate, we said, yeah, we'd be glad to do that for you. Although at the time, we didn't have any content at all. But I persuaded our then line manager to say, well, I, I think there'd be some mileage in me building this course, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it comes up quite often. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there'd be a lot of interest if we had the content. It would, it would pay for itself, you know, um, in terms of... Um, 
know, time spent creating the content, mm. which was really not that, that big a task when I got down to it. Um, it so happened we did have a short module on the digital preservation training program, mainly owned and delivered by Patricia Sleeman. But it was, a, it was a, like less than two hours and it was a problem that we've encountered before where that is not enough time to explain the topic properly mm. uh, or to teach it properly yeah. or to even understand it. And um, we also found, as we found with web archiving, that uh, not everyone was interested. So it's kind of like 90 minutes where people either were very interested but not satisfied or they simply <laughs> turned off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for all those reasons, it kind of made sense and uh, to do this, this stuff and it, it, it occupied one day of time quite nicely. And uh, the more I got into it, the more I realised the more planning there was. There was all kinds of technical things myself that I hadn't thought of, particularly digital asset management systems and content management systems. And even the business of choosing the right file format and arranging a convenient workflow for do, doing digitization, it seems obvious, but you have to really think it through mm. to get it just right. Yeah. Now, that was University of Salford, and the context in which they wanted that training was, um, was digital humanities. That was the audience for the thing, and um, they had very specific requirements and a very specific outcome in mind. I think the students, mature students you know, who are doing this, mm. had um, as part of their work, they were, they were going to be doing some digitization. But I think the crucial thing was they intended to outsource that work to a third party company. But what they wanted to know about was um, you know, how can we keep the stuff? Are we putting it in the right formats? Yeah. And how are we going to sustain it as a, a digitized body of work? Mm. And I think if we'd taken that a bit further, we could have come up with something even more specifically aimed at digital humanities, but um, we have understood a bit more about the subject since, and uh, yeah. so have they, I would imagine. Yeah, no, it sounds like a really mm -hmm. good foundation, though, and mm -hmm. I know from teaching mm -hmm. on the uh, the digital preservation uh, courses that we run with DPTP that, that there are always a lot of questions, although we no longer, as you've mentioned, teach a digitisation module, there's always a lot of questions around digitisation and we often get people coming on to learn about digital preservation ahead of doing digitisation. So I think uh, actually doing a course on digitisation plus our beginners course on digital preservation would be a very good uh, a good investment for people that are starting out on these kind of projects. Uh, I would say so, yeah, yeah. I think. Um I don't know if it still happens today, you know, but it's, it's again, something Patricia Sleeman found when she did that project for the JISC, um, is that, well, the JISC found a problem themselves. They'd funded a very large number of digitization projects. Mm. Um, it turns out very few of them had actually uh, thought about what they were going to do after they'd scanned everything. Yeah. And uh, there was no <laughs> forward planning and certainly no preservation, you know. Yeah. So uh, they made all kinds of bad decisions um, about, you know, using JPEGs rather than TIFFs, that yeah. kind of thing. And oh, they didn't realise uh, it was going to take up so much space. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got to buy more storage space. And, um, we're going to have to keep on paying for that every year yeah. and so on. You know, so and also I think as well there's, there's quite a lot of investment even in the small scale digitisation projects and uh, people are creating assets that they want to, to manage well and keep safe for the future. Uh, totally, Is that, that investment, I mean, that's, uh, uh, Patricia actually went round, round the countryside with, with our colleague Kate, you know, actually interviewing lots of these project managers and the same pattern just kept on coming up, you know, they, they hadn't yeah. really... Uh, 
they'd, they'd underestimated how much time, money, and effort goes into just producing one scan. Yeah. You know, they thought it just happens automatically. Yeah. And um, yeah, you should never underestimate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I hopefully, yeah, yes, people yes. on the, the course will, mm. will learn about that. Um, we did mention that it's built on a previous course, but I think mm. there's quite um, there are some areas of new content on it as well. Um, what what if, what's new for 2016 with digitisation? Um, quite a few things. Uh, we did a tremendous amount of revision in uh, 2016, uh, well, July, July this year. That's right. Um, and we've got an overall map which shows you how you could digitise uh, from start to finish, you know, from having the content to getting through to access, which I'd like to print up as a poster now, come to think of it. We might get around to doing that. But we um, we added to the strands. There, there used to be just one strand, and now there's three. <laughs> so there's one yeah. for images, and there's one for text with OCR, and there's yet another one for manuscripts and um, crowdsourcing, which uh, might be a bit elaborate, but uh, it's, uh, it shows you how complex digitisation yeah. gets these days. Um, we added to the preparation module because we identified now that you know where what you're looking at could be a mix of born digital and paper content. So yeah. it's never simply one thing. So that, that adds a wrinkle to the whole project, which makes it difficult yeah. to fit to figure out. Um, project management, we figured let, let's 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 add an exercise. So we, we put in an exercise which would help people identify how to reduce burdens. We've got various tips to make project management easier. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to do it all yourself, I think would yeah. be the key takeaway. And Sounds like a good message. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, then we added a, a totally new module about um, having a selection policy, but also income generation, which may not interest everybody, but a lot of the people I've spoken to when doing consultancy for digitisation, uh, that's in the back of their mind. They think the only way they're going to fund the digitisation work in the first place is by making money out of it. Yeah. So um, this is a harsh economic reality, which I suppose a lot of people are now facing. And we've tried to come up with some basic um, guidelines, tips, suggestions for, yeah. uh, you know, uh, under the, uh, the circumstances under which it would be correct or ethical or um, uh, useful to try and turn it into a money-making exercise. Yeah. So income generation yeah. is, uh, you know, there, there's pros and cons. Yeah. There's ways of doing licensing and uh, subscription models and so on. Uh, and then we added to the to the equipment module, which up to then had just been telling you about the types of scanners that existed, including the famous um, robot page turner, which now <laughs> exists, which again makes scanning a lot easier. Yeah. Just, you can just throw a book at this robot and uh, lots of digitised images will uh, emerge. But I think um, what people want to know now is, okay, we are, we are about to engage a third-party supplier. There will be a contract. What do we need to think of to make sure we don't get stuck? You know, yeah, I, th- I think that's really valuable. I know um, from some of the consultancy work we've done and also from talking to students on our other DPTP courses, that that's, can be a very hazy area and people can um, sometimes unaware yeah. sign away things that they actually want to retain ownership of, for example. So yeah. I, I think that would be really useful. I think so. Um, I mean, there's... Uh, quite often you'll find with these companies that they, they um, 
Well, you just need to look at what's in the contract, I guess, is what it comes down to, yeah. and um, see how much you end up owning at the end of it, yeah. to make sure that, uh, you know, because they're not in it just for their health. Yeah. They, 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 they not only want to make money, they may want to try and recycle and reuse your content in some way. Yeah. And um, that's fine. It could be a mutual benefit to both people, you know, but you need to make sure what you get at the end of it. Yeah, that's, I think making yes. an informed decision yes. is, is always yes. a good thing. Yep. So that is just some of the... Uh, the new content that we've added. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Let's have a look at my list of stuff. But um, those are the main things. I mean, we um, this year I learned an awful lot more about image metadata, particularly in terms of um, IPTC ownership and IPR of image content. And yeah. I think we, we I think we've got a slide or two about that as well. Yeah it's kind of interesting yeah um but you know we're going to save that for another blog post because it's, it's a very interesting area absolutely yes, yes. <laughs> well. um, it sounds oh, yes, like yes. um it, it sounds like a really good day for for people that are interested in running a digitization project to get i think good planning is is probably key to a lot of the things we teach but it does seem very relevant here and there's a there's a lot of extra things for people to uh, to get a chance of, of having a go out understanding um and hopefully to take back and make their digitization project work well yes yes i would hope so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's not going to go away i mean there's uh, um more and more people are doing it and um as a person i spoke to recently at the ara conference I and mean, she was saying that uh, we're doing this because the expectations have changed and she was a veteran archivist like me and so yeah. you know, people now they want more and they want it yesterday yeah you know they and uh, they want to find it online instantly yeah <laughs> so um they're, they're, we can't obviously accommodate these requirements you know where we can't yeah. expect to find everything that people are looking for well people can't expect to find everything they're looking for instantly digitized and available through google but um uh, clearly i think uh, you know, paper archives are acknowledging this. This is the world we live in. Yeah. So they are coming up with, I hope, managed and rational digitization programs in response to that user need. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a, a, yeah. a good reason. Um, the course is going to be held on the 27th of September 2016 here in London at Senate House. And um, we'll put the URL for bookings. Um, and different information about the course in the show notes for the podcast so you'll be able to click on that and see if you can book um, seats are selling out quite fast so book early to avoid disappointment yep and it's going to be held in Senate House London isn't it it I mean, is yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, it excellent yeah. yes and it's one day yep just one day, one day yes yes yep. good oh that's great yep okay yes. thanks Ed for telling us about that and um, we look forward to more um blog posts about that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks very much, Steph. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Mm -hmm.